Welcome to America Talks, the podcast where we talk about major American historical events. Today we'll be discussing Pearl Harbor and its effects on American isolationism, as well as the positive and negative implications of global interconnections. Pearl Harbor attack happened on December 7, 1941. 2,400 were killed and 1,200 were wounded. In addition, over half of the military aircraft present was damaged or destroyed. Japanese considered their attack successful, as they suffered minimal casualties, and it seemed the U.S. naval fleet was crippled. However, the Japanese were wrong to assume that the U.S. would not retaliate. But to elaborate, we have a guest with us, a historian from the Pearl Harbor Memorial, Nathan Luck. How are you today, Nathan? I'm doing great, Joe. So as you already stated, the Japanese killed a lot of people stationed at Pearl Harbor and destroyed a large part of the U.S. fleet present at the site. However, what's very important to understand is that the attack on Pearl Harbor was a massive failure. Why is that? Even though a large amount of the fleet present was destroyed, many of the U.S. most important ships were not at Pearl Harbor at the time, and the Japanese did not hit a single naval repair yard or oil tank. So it was not long before the U.S. were back in the air. How did the U.S. react to the attack? President FDR found out about the attack when he had just finished his lunch and was going to tend to his stamp collection. After he found this out, he wrote his Day in Infamy speech, where he talks about how Japan betrayed the U.S. and how they would take precautions to not only defend themselves from another attack, but so that another attack would never happen again. Here's a quote. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. So how did this affect American isolationism? I know that America tried to distance itself from World War II up until Pearl Harbor. That's very true. As FDR said in his speech, this action by Japan would not go unpunished. Pearl Harbor caused America to immediately declare war on Japan, which did not truly mean they made an entry into World War II. However, as a sign of their alliance, Germany declared war on the U.S., and so the U.S. shipped out to Europe to fight in the war. Why did America not want to join World War II? The U.S. did not want to join World War II because there's no reason to interfere, interfere because the U.S. was not threatened by Germany. As they were across the ocean, in addition, war offers nothing to gain for the U.S., and citizens in the U.S. were not interested in joining the war. FDR reflects this in his Day in Infamy speech, where he mentions how he was negotiating peace with Japan days before the attack on Pearl Harbor. What happened as a result of America joining World War II? How did it impact the war? In short, America was a main cause for the victory of the Allies. The U.S. offered support on all fronts of the war, pushing Germany back. In addition, the U.S. had become rich for selling weapons not only in World War I, but was also making even more money selling weapons in World War II. This great economy caused the U.S. to make more and better weapons, which allowed them to easily defeat the Germans. How did the U.S. end up on the side of the Allies? Because Japan and Germany had already declared war on them. When America declared war on Japan, Germany declared war on America, and there was no other side to support. Did America go back to its isolationist stance after the war? No. Post-World War II, the USA lended support to the countries armed in the war and competed economically with the USSR during the Cold War. Welcome back to Morica Talks, the podcast about American history. So, Nathan, now that we've heard about Pearl Harbor, how about we move into the second part of today's episode? What are the positive and negative effects of global interconnectedness? Well, Joe, some of the negatives of global interconnectedness are the increased tensions between nations and a higher chance for highly destructive wars. Because countries can talk to each other more easily, it's far easier for a war to occur or for relations between countries to go bad. If one world leader makes a mistake, it could cause another country to shut them out. 
Some of the positives of global interconnectedness might be the sharing of ideas and technology between countries, allowing for science and technology to improve at incredible rates. Because of that, people's lives have been drastically improved. Another negative effect of global interconnectedness are tensions leading to another disaster like the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, because the tensions are enough. However, another positive of increasing global interconnectedness is leading to super alliances forming which promote peace between countries all over the world such as the United Nations. Thanks for listening to Murica Talks. On the next episode, we'll talk about D-Day, the storming of Normandy, and how it affected the outcome of World War II. See you next time.